Welcome to everyone to another episode of Some Days Today. All right, so we are um, continuing to try to bring some visuals to our guests um, on YouTube. So we actually recently launched a YouTube site. So hopefully you all, if you're listening, you can go follow us. It's um, Some Days Today. Um, but of course, you can also still catch us on your favorite podcast medium. So, um, yeah, let me tr- do an introduction. Welcome to Some Days Today. And if you're discovering us for the first time, this is the podcast where we encourage you to live your best life starting today. My name is Bola Odina, and my co-pilot here is Mac Odina, who is also my husband partner in life. And I think on the last episode, what I started calling you is my soul supporter. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Do you want to? You look great. As always. I think um, that's uh, if you're listening, you definitely want to go on YouTube, see what Bola looks like. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'm actually saying that because obviously it's really late. Well, obvious to you and I, I think it's like, what is it? 10 o'clock? Well, is that late? It's been a long day. I am exhausted. Um, You know, aside from some days today, I also have a full-time job where, Mm. (laughs) you know, we're building a business for our consulting practice. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have a family. So I feel like I've literally been running around all day trying to do the business, trying to cook. Bola has three grown children as kids yeah yeah they're by, cute you can see some of them um by bola if you don't know us um i mean us oh yeah yeah together. <laughs> that's true yeah. that would that could well i mean i guess not so awkward if it was with somebody else that's the state of a lot of marriages these days so sure. yeah but you know when you say it that way then it's kind of like it's her kids it's her kids yeah <laughs> and you don't want nothing to do with them yeah. <laughs> i'm only here for the woman um <laughs> But yeah, so, so anyways, and what's also not great about this, so yes, let me go back. So the reason I was looking at you um, funny when you said you look great is because I'm so exhausted (laughs) that I literally had to try to pull myself together, uh, you know, put some makeup on, some lip gloss, really. Um, So yeah, hopefully. um, I mean, so part of living your best life. life is being consistent, I guess. Sometimes you just want to chill, though. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of chilling. What? What? Why? Why are you saying this? What do you mean? Consistency or what? Yeah, why consistency. Yeah. Yeah, because that's. I mean, if you want to accomplish what you want to accomplish. I mean, oh, you're you saying that's why it, we're doing this. Yeah, that's why we're doing. Yeah, 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 so yeah. late. Okay, because I'm like, I'm not really sure I'm understanding what you're saying. So yeah. Okay, gotcha. That's yeah. the point. I didn't bridge the no. logical gap there. Yeah, so we're doing it despite the fact that we want to go to sleep. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, this is not a good way to start off. Um, a podcast, you got to start off with lots of energy, get people excited mm. about what they're about to listen to. I think so. people just want authenticity, which by the way the was our last, last topic. You know, yeah. I wanted to do a topic on sensitivity, hmm. but I, you know, we're, we're waiting on that. I, I want to fully get some grasp of it, but um, I, I think next week, hopefully we will, we will have finished the book. What um, book are we reading? It is called The Big Leap. It's mm-hmm. right now. Actually, um, we're looking at it. We're, we're, we're listening to it. The so, Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Gay Hendricks. And you know how I came across that book? 
is, um, you know, when I was getting ready to leave my full-time job to start my own business, I was having a lot of sit-downs and meetings with, um, you know, just people who've been in business for themselves for a long time and trying to get a sense for um, any advice that they had. And uh, this book was recommended, I mm. want to say, probably no less than three times by three different people. A lot of people, that and the e-myth. The E Myth was another one that was that came highly recommended. Very good book. Um, so the person whose last emphatic recommendation for this book that really made me decided to get it um, was the same person who said, you know, if you if you're gonna go into business for yourself, um, understand it's a process as with anything else, um, and if if you're going to start, be sure to commit in your mind mentally at least five years to this. So don't start if you're only going to do it for like a year and then look back and get frustrated, feeling like things haven't um, progressed as quickly or as far as you would like. He said, um, you know, you can't truly assess what's going on in your business, the growth, what you're learning, the potential for it, unless you've dedicated a good five years to it. Um, and I thought that was really good because that basically framed my approach to the practice moving forward. So it's funny, we're actually coming up on a year soon. Um, I think I officially, my last project with my last job ended in May. So around this time last year, and um, for another month or so, I was on the bench, quote unquote. Um, but it was soon after that. So maybe mid-June that I really started um exploring the possibility of starting my own firm. And I think you were the one who registered us. So I think you registered us officially sometime in June. June 14th. June 14th. So a month from now, we should actually celebrate, but that's another <laughs> that's <laughs> another um, business. But I will say this was around the time that I started Some Days Today as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that- you have a date on that one? We probably do have a date. I should go back to check out the very first recording of Some Days Today. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're coming up, coming up in a year and to double back to address what I was saying about, you know, dedicating at least five years to an endeavor such as starting your own business. Um, it hasn't felt like a year and I feel like we've made great progress and, um, are having a really good time with it. So, um, so it's been really good thus far. And I think that was sound advice in that I'm not really counting the days or the years, or I'm not stressing about things not happening as quickly as they should. So for anyone out there, you know, especially given that you all are audience who are trying to live your best life the best way you can, um, as with anything, when you're trying to give birth to something, you've got to give it time. Um, so if you're starting your new business, just give it a good commit to at least five years, I would say. Um, before you decide whether or not you want to stick with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And the thing about um, the big leap, there isn't an, an, um, a chapter in there where he talks about what we're going to be talking about, like some questions mm -hmm. for you to find what he calls your um, your genius. Your zone of the genius. zone of genius. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I think that it's very similar to the topic we have today, which is, so the, the topic, so what, what I'm calling it is, you know, get to know us better. Mm. So the reason why we're doing this, so I'm going to give the backstory. Um, number one, we have a new YouTube channel. So I want folks who are discovering us outside of our regular podcast to 
get to know us so that they have a background on who we are, our personalities. Obviously, if you've been listening on, you know, the typical um, podcast um, medium for some time, you probably have a good sense for who we are. Um, so bear with us. But we are asking different questions. So, we'll, um, you know, so this is also going to be new for those who are listening, who've known us for some time, because the questions are meant to provoke um, like deep insight into the person that you are interviewing and um, I'll also allow you to really be introspective about the responses. So um, I pulled the questions from... Have you already thought of the answers? No, no. There are 40 questions. So so let me just um, set the stage. So if anyone has, has seen, um, is it And One? There's a show on YouTube called... Oh, so... I think so I was just looking at a version of that here. It's not and one. Well, it might be and one. There might the, be a the version. The card of... is and one. And um, forget the name of the show, but the show is on YouTube. And I'm sure if you guys put in and one, you'll be able to pull it up. But it essentially um, um, pairs up two people who have some sort of relationship. It could be a mother, daughter, or, you know, parent, child. It could be best friends. It could be lovers. It could be husbands and wives. It could be exes. Um, and what it does is it pairs up two people, and um, you know you'll pick a card from a pile of cards that is has this skin deep. You're thinking skin about? deep. Skin deep. Yeah, because yeah. I was just looking at. Um, they they have ads now where they're actually selling the cards, so you can you know you could buy the yeah you can yeah. Buy it and, so it's called Skin Deep. It's a great, great um, show. I like it because I'm the type of person that, um, you know, likes to get beneath the surface of individuals anyways. And I think it allows for meaningful conversations to take place. Um, so why this is, um, why I wanted to do this as a way to reintroduce ourselves to the potential audience <laughs> is... Um, you know, number one, we've been doing it with our family members. So we've, um, and, and friends, you know, given that we're still quarantining, um, you know, and we've been having a lot of Zoom calls. So, um, you know, recently we've been, we've developed our own set of questions to ask to our friends, family members as a way to get to know them on a deeper level. And those conversations have been pretty insightful and meaningful. So, um I, I've really enjoyed them, not only for the opportunity to get to know the other parties better, um, but also because you um, are thinking about the answers for yourself, which also forces you to sort of do some thinking and soul searching if you're going to be honest. So so I do think this is going to be um, an exciting way for the audience to know us. Um, and just to give a little credit, so the questions we'll be asking today is not from and one, which is the skin deep from skin deep, but the name of the card is and one, is in one? Uh -huh. or it's and something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so it's not from there. Um, but if you look up skin deep, you can get those um, cards. I would actually like to get it. I'm myself. sorry. Those we don't have to edit that out. Why? We need a um, we need a sponsorship first. OK. Um... <laughs> <laughs> they need to reach out. But um, yes, yeah, so, so you can get those cards if you want. However, I'm pulling these questions um, that we'll be asking each other today from, um, where is this from? This is from Pinterest. This was pinned on Pinterest. 
and it's from someone whose site is called journalsmarter.com and it's someone who basically you know encourages you um asking these sort of questions to get to know yourself better as well as your life's purpose as you embark along your journaling um journey so with that before we really dive into the questions i do want to ask do you journal no I feel like you do some form of journaling. I feel like you're always doodling or writing notes to yourself or emailing I suppose that could ideas. Be, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, it depends on what you call journaling. I absolutely, absolutely. Whenever I run into some sort of thing that I'm dealing with, some sort of issue, I try to solve it within my, like I try to um come up with a solution like I I you know, try to think about the logic behind that. Try to think exactly what I, what to do. And sometimes I'll even go and do research and be like, "What are the, what are people saying about this particular issue?" Mm-hmm. And whatever I come up with, and it may not be what I stick with, but you know, I want to try to make myself remember it. So I will write it down, like whatever rules that I'm coming up with. Mm-hmm. And then, um, oftentimes, which is what I did today, I'll print it out so that I can have it as a reminder for myself. Mm-hmm. Tape it to the wall. Yeah, so I, okay, if you want to call that journaling, then yes. Um, but I don't do your, here's what I did today. Every, like a recap. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, like I don't do it consistently. It's just like, you know what, I ran into an issue that I want to deal with. I mm-hmm. want to learn how to, um, you know, deal with it. So, you know, I'll try to figure it out. Sometimes I'll reach out to you and we'll have conversations. So it's just, you know. So you're, like you're, tr- you're journaling or you're writing down and capturing your lessons learned Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. as you go through yeah. your life. Now, do you find yourself going back to um, sort of reflect on those lessons learned or look through your captures along the way to see, you know, if you were to encounter the same issue mm-hmm. or concerns again, um, looking back to see what insights you had for resolving them at the present time. Um, not as much as I should, which is why I've taken to printing them out. Part of the reason why I didn't do that in the beginning is because I didn't want people knowing what I'm struggling with. Hmm. Um, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now. You didn't now. want your family or your wife to know what you were struggling with? But that's interesting because I feel like we would talk about it. So no, you still, oh, before. we didn't always talk no, about it. But definitely okay. not. Definitely not before. No. Um, I mean, there there are things, I mean, obviously, well, not obviously to most people, but I know that you know that I struggle with stuff. And so um, I think you've always been wanting to come and be helpful. But a lot of times I feel like I, you know, I want to have to deal with it on my own first, mm-hmm. or I feel like perhaps your, your, I want to say pleasant disposition or your optimistic disposition does not lend well to my trying to figure out exactly what it is and I'm going to do with it because, you know, it's always rosy. And for me, it's yeah. kind of like, well, that's not, I mean, that's not, I can't just drop yeah. it kind of a thing. So I, I think, I think you're right. I think it's um, not only always rosy, but I think I never truly put too much weight on a lot of things that a lot of people put a lot of weight on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I probably end up coming off as more dismissive or yeah, yeah. maybe not dismissive, but maybe um, it could, it, I could see that term, um, yeah. but not necessarily dismissive is like, Oh, just give it away. But more like 
um, not putting enough weight on it. And, on why it should be a bother yes. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or to whoever it is. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm also trying to work on is because um, I really don't allow stress and certain things to um, occupy my space for too long. Um, I mean, obviously, there are certain things that get to me that I need to process. But for the most part, I try to quickly look to resolve it. Um, so I think that has um, sort of chipped away at my empathy um, and more empathetic um, side. Mm. Um, so I need to be um, I, I need to be more present and to practice patience with people when they share their issues with me more. And uh, I don't know necessarily if it's a patience thing. It's so interesting. We um, and we do this all the time. Um, but it's so interesting because I, I you know, your friend, um, our friend Reese, mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> she has this similar type of disposition where she doesn't really um see people and what they're doing, or you know, not too bothered by things. And so I kind of started, you know, doing my own kind of theorizing about what it is that's causing it and both of you guys don't have great memories like short-term mm. memories that you let so it's kind of one of these things where it's like you let things go because it's not this is just my theory but anyways um i say this to say that um it's not necessarily an empathy thing so much as it's a you just don't if you don't deal with it you don't know how to think about it in that way you don't like part of what i'm doing when i try to solve for this is like I, because I know I've dealt with it now, I've solved for it. And now I can go and tell somebody else. Like if I feel like my children are dealing with the same thing, a lot of times I'm like, I want to solve it because I want to be able to tell them how to solve it. Yeah. And so, um, I just feel like, you know, like for example, um, when we talk about this with our daughter who doesn't necessarily retain information really well that, and, and like, I just can't understand why I just presented this to you and you can't get it like i can't empathize with that right like i just right. don't get it yeah so um yeah that's, that's what true. it is that's true we lead with our experiences and how we understand the world mm-hmm. and a lot of times if it's vastly different from how someone else experiences the world you know we may be missing each other but but i think if we are um once it's brought to our attention i think we can also be more sensitive to it by trying to slow down and asking yourself, should I care about this more so? You know, and that's what I've been asking myself um, as of late is, you know, I'll have an exchange with a friend or someone and immediately I may revert back to my typical um, response. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if it still seems awkward, I'll go back and rethink Um, and play, you know, sort of what you tell me that you do all the time, which I don't typically do, which is spin. Now I'm forcing myself to go back and replay that episode if I remember um, and uh, trying to figure out if I can make another decision to um, be better and Mm -hmm. be there for that individual choosing to do so. And there are times when I've decided it's probably best for me to call this individual back and um you know just talked about talk about how i missed it yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so no, I that's mean, the area of growth that i'm working on yeah i mean yeah. i think it helps like whenever whenever you get your feelings validated i think it helps and that's the key to everything and i mean that's the key to all situations where there are you know um 
somebody's feeling some type of way. That's the key to any situation yeah. where there's conflict or whatever the case may be. And so a lot of times if you can't see it, it's about frameworks. It's like, okay, somebody just said something. And sometimes you can't even, like, it's hard to even begin to see that you should use a framework because a lot of times you can't even see that this person is bringing to you an issue that they're have that they're struggling with because a lot of the times when people are bringing it they're not necessarily saying oh my god i'm struggling they they might just say it in a way because they're also afraid of exposing themselves mm-hmm. um and so they don't want to seem vulnerable as well and so it's kind of hard to see exactly when that is but i know that there are times when especially when that person is um very clear that they're struggling that you've played that role i've oh, yeah. seen you do it no, um, no, so, because yeah. em- empathy is actually um, one of my top strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we spoke about this recently. So if you've ever taken, done an assessment of yourself, um, my top two strengths are strategic and um, empathy. Mm-hmm. So I am highly empathetic. Um, it's just I miss things that could mm-hmm. be considered serious. So I appear as if I'm not as empathetic mm-hmm. as I am. Um, but it's funny, um, talking about this, um, actually now makes me wonder if that's what's going on with, um, Molly and Issa. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Come on, man. You know Come what on, I mean? Man. Huh? First of all, that's been a hot topic on, on the social media sphere. Like really? everybody is talking about, I think last week Molly was trending when she pretty much, um, ruined not ruined, but you know, like Issa's. Um, she did not help her party. get the get, get. Yeah, but remember um, they almost got it, they got into a fight. They almost got. Physical. Oh, that one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. No, no, Molly was training. She was like number one <coughs> on Sunday on um on um you know Google or what <coughs> have you. And there People were are really invested. Yeah, and insecure. But, but no, oh, that's a that's a great point though because I think you know we've been doing <coughs> segments on um you Season. know relationships and why relationships matter. Do you want some order? No, I'm good. Thank you. Um, I got water. So Appreciate we've been you. doing um, a special segment on that. And I know you've been having some conversations with, um, you know, some of your friends to explore male friendships. I should probably have the same um, or maybe, um, I mean, I've been having a lot of conversations with my girlfriends, but I should probably do um, a recording of one or two just to also explore that. Um, but female friendships can be pretty significant in women's lives because, you know, you look to, you know, as you say all the time, women want to feel like they're part of a tribe and feel supported. And, um, you know, you also pull your strength from um, that community. Um, But they can also be very difficult, judgmental, um, stressful, (laughs) you know. And, um, you know, for those who've done the work on themselves, it may be easier to then, you know, not have it be so stressful and also allowing in allowing that individual to be there and be a good friend to their friends. But anyways, I'm saying all this to <laughs> to question whether or not Molly and Issa need to do some work on themselves individually so that they can learn how to be better friends to each other. Um, because I was really surprised by how quickly things disintegrated between the two are of we, them. Are we so, no, making we this episode about Molly? No, no, I just want to know because I need to like start like, the thinking about what Molly happened and the, there and then 
Because I haven't, I've, unlike everybody who was commenting on Molly and Issa, I, I haven't really given it much thought. It's like, okay, that's interesting. Okay. Good, good episode. All right, moving, moving on. on to, <laughs> moving on to Westworld. Which oh, Westworld been. ended. So oh, it did. I, I really okay. didn't have much else to watch. I was just something. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, um, yeah, that may be something for me to think about and explore. But I wonder, you know, if the two women need to do some work on themselves. Mm. Anyways, so now. Before we jump into today's topic, which we'll get to, um, I did also want to say that I think um, you've always been someone who, um, you know, did a lot of writing. I remember when you went to Semester at Sea, and I would get packages of letters from, you know, your various trips um, when you were in college, you know, detailing your experiences and, you know. Yeah, where are those? I don't know where they are. I swear to God, bro. (laughs) That was like... really sweet man that was really sweet um i don't know where they are i'm sure they're somewhere in new jersey in um eunice and julius's house away. Why first of all I, you know what every time this is so sad everybody would get their package i was like i got my girl she's gonna be writing me and i felt it, it was it was kind of like being in jail but actually having a great time yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not like being in jail so you at were all expecting a care package <laughs> but... <laughs> that never came from me yeah I know, I apologize. I'm not the best at these things. Once again, you know, this is... Now, I'll probably do a better job. I think you were living your best life. I was trying to live, yes. I was. (laughs) I was definitely trying to live. I don't know if it was quite my best life, but I definitely was trying to live, so... But I I did miss you. I went away, and then you just... I did miss you. I swear. You You know what that time period reminded me of, which, once again, we just had another celebration of that, is um, um, Joe Scott. That was the year that um, Joe Scott's album came out. I think versus. it's um, yeah. So we just um, the versus battle just um, took place two weeks ago with Erica Badu and um, Joe Scott. Once again, speaking of strong female relationships, I mean, number one, the music was so heartwarming because it took me back to my younger days and you know being in college and just the beautiful space that I was in. Um, but I love, I mean, I'm sure, obviously, it's been written about since, you know, just the camaraderie, the the support, the love that they showered on each other on that Versus episode. It was so beautiful. I walked away feeling so inspired, but I also took something away from it in that, you know, I need to be more effusive with the people, especially the women that I enjoy in my life. Like, I need to be um, intentional about reaching out to them and just making them feel loved and covered and cocooned. I I think it's such a beautiful gift to give someone. And there's no reason why, you know, if you're feeling, if you're feeling someone like that, you know, if you're enjoying them and what they give to you, there's no reason why you don't um, dish it back. So that's something that I want to work on more. Um, But yeah, so that's one thing. I'm speaking of writing. Uh, Why do you have something to say about that? Do I have something to say about? Um, I don't know if I have something necessary. I, the thing is, like, I we could, like, we keep on talking about topics, and then maybe what we should do instead is um, lay, have a topic based on whatever the hell we ended up talking about instead of coming in and saying here's what the topic is. Because, like, uh, you know, our editor is our daughter, and she's like, you on the last episode. <laughs> You know, she's like, wait Wait, a minute. Don't expose the back kitchen. What's going on in the kitchen? Why not? This is some days today, right? (laughs) This is basically about a whole get it done. Uh But anyways, so 
She listened to the episode on authenticity. We called it authenticity. And we ended up talking about authenticity 40 minutes after we started. For three hours. So she's like, uh, <laughs> if I came in here looking for authenticity, I'm like, what the heck is happening? Yeah. So um, anyways, yeah, I mean, you 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 know that I, I can possibly. I think that's part of the vibe of the show, which is fine. Sure, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, um, we could make our own vibe or we can You should always do your own thing. Um your own vibe is always going to be exponentially better than anything else you could try to replicate or copy. There so, it is. Actually, you... see this as well. All right. Anyways, um, so the topic on that. Well, the only thing that I guess came to mind is precisely what we're talking about with respect to the differences in relationship between men and women Mm -hmm. and so the way that you are describing this thing so like you said i have been exploring relationships with men um i have a a, an episode on some days today that you guys can go and see where um it's four of us men who are talking about this and i've recorded um two other episodes with two guy friends of mine and i'm scheduled to record one um on thursday Mm -hmm. but it's not going on some days today because um my my sole supporter said we can't support you on this one. <laughs> but first but, of all, um, that's not true. Okay, I said it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you can you can explain why you're not supporting me later. Okay, but it's okay. What? It's no. Whatever. Anyways, so I'm gonna post it somewhere else, and so I'm um, you know. Anyways, more than anything, you know what? Let's listen, use let's... this as an opportunity to encourage people to chime in if they want to hear more. From you on the topic of see, this your... is how you're just going to expose. All right, we can go ahead and expose me. When nobody says anything, no, I'm I prefer. Listening no, there were to lots Bola. of good feedback. I told you, um, lots of well, there was at least feedback. one raving feedback. I think it's a great concept. I'm not saying it's not, and I think it's a worthy topic to explore. Yes, well, we don't have to um, go. Yes, the whole point is that's not what the the podcast that. Yeah, I think we can have it on a different... I think given our YouTube channel, we have more flexibility to have different segments. So we can actually have a a folder or different segment around relationships Mm -hmm. on it. But I don't know if it's always something that needs to be posted on the actual podcast. Because people may be looking for like a diversity of topic and experience. So that's what I'm thinking. But um, anyways... I'm not not upset. Okay. So it's okay. Could you... You Did you just want to... Make sure that the audience knows you're you're still supporting me. I am a soul supporter. <laughs> I am your soul soul supporter. Okay. <laughs> um, um. So yeah. So that's one thing. So I didn't finish. Oh my bad. Go ahead. Because you you insisted on talking about um the fact that you are in fact supporting me. Okay. And I ahead. was just doing that as like a you know pastoral. Uh-huh. Anyways, I'm doing that kind of like promoting myself through your audience. Um. But that said. What I was thinking about is how when you are using this flowerly language of, you know, what is it that you said? Like, I I want to encapsulate them. Is that, did you use that word? Cocoon. Cocoon, man. <laughs> like, I was thinking to myself. Envelop. That's really what I should have said. Uh, so I was just thinking to myself, this is precisely the reason why men and women have different relationships. I mean, I would never talk about cocooning. My friends, <laughs> like I just in love and cocooning, like it's just first of all, it just wouldn't be something that um occurred to me. But part of the reason why it wouldn't occur to me is precisely because we're just not acculturated that way. Yeah. Um, 
But, so, yeah, uh, you should think about that. If you want to cocoon your friends, no, I, why not? Because I'm not acculturated that way. I don't, I want to be friends with them, but I'm okay. I, I, I'm okay with not cocooning them. So, like, you don't no, feel okay. so. So, another example of um, someone, so th- there are two recent examples. So, I'm actually going to do a shout out to my friend, Katie. I have one friend who is amazing, Katie. Is she and- listening to this? Yeah, probably, but I'll make sure she does because I'll tell her that I did a shout out. Um, speaking of cocooning, she is amazing in doing a good job. Like I'm looking at three handwritten notes from her actually mm-hmm. on my table right now that she has sent to me. And these are this is just a subset of handwritten notes <laughs> that will arrive in the mail that um, she will have sent to me just expressing, you know, maybe our last, her, um, you know, being, her being grateful for our last interaction or, you know, um, you know, sending me Valentine's Day wishes or whatever it is. And it just always makes my day. It's so beautiful. Um, number one, the words are always amazing and she's a great writer, but I think just the thought behind it for you to think to, you know, to be so inspired (laughs) to get, a card or write a letter, go mail it. Mm-hmm. I just think that's such a beautiful, beautiful Especially gesture. Especially in the days of coronavirus. Especially in the days of coronavirus. I mean, it's such a beautiful gesture. Once again, it's something so simple um, that, you know, you do, but makes whoever the recipient is, it makes them feel loved, makes them feel seen, makes them feel like, you know, they, they matter. Um, and even if it's just for a slight moment, um, that, you know, you were important enough to them for them to do something like that. That's so beautiful. Um, I actually have decided that I'm going to go get cards and start writing and sending handwritten notes to friends. If not handwritten notes, at the very least a text. <laughs> I think that, a text I is think probably that's more where, realistic. <laughs> yeah, I think I forget but, who it was in my podcast. That was like, um, not I don't forget who it was. It was um, uh, Jed who talked about how uh, even before, like you know, text messages came out. Like him and his friends used to do like this um, friendship maintenance call or something like that. Mm. It was like you know, I don't necessarily need to you know have a conversation, but it's just checking on just you. Checking you could just be you. like, no, nah, I'm good, whatever, and then. Hang up so that you don't have to, you know, because part of the reason why I prefer text is kind of like, you know what, I'm just shooting you exactly the words that I want to say. Yeah. I don't want to have like the small talk that goes, hey, what's going on, whatever. And so he was like, yeah, I mean, you could just do like a little quick thing just like that. Yeah. But I think now that we have access to these types of questions, Mm -hmm. you can choose to explore them on these friendship maintenance calls so that it's deeper. Because I think what makes friendship so beautiful is your opportunity to explore the other person and for people to get to know you better on a much deeper level. Um, And I think it takes much more than, yes, friendship maintenance calls are important, but I think it's also important to try to push beyond the surface to get at, you know, so when you ask someone, how's your day? And they're like, oh, you know, it's fine. A lot of people are suffering, (laughs) you know, is it fine or is there something to talk about? So if you become that person where, you know, when they speak to, they can let their guards down. You know, they don't have to put up a front. They can really tell you about their day or their aspirations, which is also something else that people struggle with, you know, because you have all these ideas and goals, but you don't have anyone who is cheerleading you, who's rooting you on and telling you, you can do it. Um, So if you make yourself that person, um, then it's easier for you to be um, the one to go to when they're looking for inspiration or support. And I think that 
is um that's part of what makes the relationship stronger um maybe i i actually think that um you know in embarking on this journey that i'm doing of being open and honest i think you know exposing yourself actually does way more to just allow you to be comfortable and allows you to grow than it necessarily and i'm still um developing this theory and you know i always give the disclaimer that i'm not an expert so this is all just my thinking so mm-hmm. you you know take it with a grain of salt but um it it it, it is better for you as a human being and it's a what is what's it it being you know being open and honest and okay. so you know engaging in the, these types of questions and having it answered now and the reason i say this is you know i've done this um uh, multiple times and i feel very free when i do that it, you know it's a weight off your chest you don't have to pretend to be anything that you're not and i've heard other people and it's definitely very um you know you feel when they do it you feel also free yourself like you know what i'm saying it doesn't necessarily make um i don't think it necessarily makes a friendship better necessarily mm-hmm. i think when both people are doing it both people are free like that person frees you and he frees himself mm-hmm. because now you feel like okay well i'm free to be vulnerable too and so it allows you to be vulnerable and um you know your being vulnerable also releases the weight off of you so it allows you to be free i think that's what it does more than anything which can tend to make relationships better but what i feel like more than anything makes um relationships grow and i also think it's part of the reason why men do not have as strong relationships as women do mm-hmm. is varied experiences together mm. um and that's what i think like that's what like the guys that i did the first um the first uh podcast with you know we've been going out um you know most of, because of coronavirus we only had the opportunity to just have meetings on um COVID. zoom mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah and but yeah just you know this week they started opening back up we went out for a bike ride and i felt a lot more close to them because a lot of times when you are um you know when you're hanging out with people a lot of times it's just the you know the activities the proximity the you know sometimes you don't have to say anything you could just feel comfortable not having yeah. any conversation like a lot of times you know with you it's not because we're necessarily talking or anything i could just feel comfortable not yeah. having anything to say like there's no oh there's an awkward silence no because we had so uh, wide a, a array of um different experiences and like for guys the reason i say it's not the same cuz girls would be like oh let's go and try to do this let's go and do this let's go mm-hmm. and shop let's go and you know get a drink let's go guys are limited i feel like in um the activities that they will allow themselves to do mm. and so um you know all those activities always um always force you to to behave in a, in you know the certain type of way yeah um so that's i don't know um again we are kind of you know yeah no so so it sounds like you're saying that um you know when you think about developing a healthy meaningful relationship um vulnerability is important and you know we can actually do a segment or a topic on this but um shared experiences are and also varied varied shared experiences very shared yeah. experiences because that's yeah. true you do have a a group of um you play basketball mm-hmm. with a group of men but mm-hmm. you all generally just play basketball. Yeah, I mean so, we've we've started so making attempts varied. on traveling. Yeah. But even then like I feel like um 
it's still, you know, guys being guys type of conversation and or kind of, um, you know, um, meeting. I just feel like the very type of um, and, you know, I think the varied makes it different, you know, even though it's going to be varied um, if you don't do basketball and something else, but the varied makes it exposes you to behaving in various different ways and Uh therefore fully fleshing out who that person is, who you are and getting more and more comfortable at various different settings. Uh And that's how you completely know who that person is. And so you have to have those varied situations or they're always seeing one side of you. Yeah. Um, And you never truthfully get comfortable because Mm -hmm. you're only exposing a certain side of you. um, Right. And that, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I like that. And I I just wanted to say that in response, uh, you know, the reason why I'm bringing it in response to the idea of these conversations is not that it's not important. It's just that I don't know that just having these conversations are enough. And sometimes you don't even have to have those deep ass conversations because you've had so many different um, exposing sides to this person that you're learning those various different things about them. You're learning Mm -hmm. the reason why, you know, um, newlyweds may not necessarily get not newlyweds, but like when you do this, the newlywed game Mm -hmm. and you may not get the answers right, but you still know each other very well. It's not because, you know, you need to know the answers, but because you already know their insecurities, you know what they like, you know, all that stuff because you've seen those various sides of the person. So Mm -hmm. that's why I think that's, um, that's key. I agree. We can probably explore this, um, I know, right. Later. Cause I, (laughs) I have a nuanced perspective on that. I actually Mm. do think it's important to push, um, the level of conversations and discussions you're having, Mm. um, Because even if you're having varied experiences, and I think part of what comes along with that is, you know, vulnerability, you know, especially if you haven't done something before, you're new to it, um, you don't have a prescribed narrative that you easily go to Mm -hmm. for that moment. You know, in basketball, you may have decided, I'm the hustler, I'm the aggressor. So this is the role I'm going to play, you know, what have you. So you go to it all the time. But when you are going fishing for the first time, you may not have a persona created for that. So now you've got to be in a space of a little, you know, some vulnerability, try to figure it out. You may ask questions. I don't know. How do you do, you know, so now you're exposing yourself. I think um, varied experiences allow for that. But I think questions that, um, which we'll get to, (laughs) I think questioning also allows for that, particularly when they are um, questions that force you to be insightful Um, but also allows you to be vulnerable. So when you start asking questions about, you know, what's your biggest regret? You know, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? Um, You know, what gives you anxiety? What are you feeling um, some sort of discomfort telling me and sharing with me? I think all of that is the same sort of thing. It forces you to um, be dislodged from this space of comfort and um, your typical narrative to now have to feel your way around in the dark. Mm. you know, while you're trying to, um, be honest. So I I don't know. I I think there, there, you can access the same space in varied ways. I think you can. And I I don't disagree with that. I just, um, think two things. One is if you are accessing that, um, then it's important to have the questions be more varied. And these tend to be, you know, like definitely so piercing, but also, you know, 
I, I mean, don't have to have so piercing all the time. Yeah, you know yeah. No, I mean? that's true. I would so, not recommend that every time you have a conversation with your friend, you ask them, you know, the meaning of life. Right. But but I do <laughs> agree, though, that on every on these various different experiences, if you're just not talking or not trying to not trying to get deep, it's yeah. going to take much longer for the person to actually really know you. But I mean, but, you know, people are going to know some things about you anyways, because there's only so much that you can not communicate. Yeah, you we know, talked about that a, yeah. in the last episode with authenticity. As much yeah. as you want to present a certain image yeah. of yourself, our ability to be the nonverbal perceptive, communication, yeah. the unintended nonverbal communication, yeah. because like when there's fear, discomfort, we pick it up right away. People, yeah, people yeah. are. Uh, the human brain is amazing in yeah. being able to process that um, at the rate and how quickly that it's able to put together. Mm-hmm. Um, probably closer and accurate picture. <laughs> That's why they say um, first impressions mm-hmm. um, are very difficult to shake. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, so that's the first thing. So I talked about Katie sending me handwritten notes, which I think is so beautiful. Bless your heart, Katie. It means the world to me. Um, and I, I will do better as a friend. <laughs> say this all the time, but I will put some actions behind my intentions. Um, you got a lot going on, though. I do have a lot, you, but that's not an excuse. You need to simplify. No, that's not an it's excuse. It's not an excuse because you need to simplify and prioritize. Yes. So that's one thing. And then another thing that someone did um, the other day, I sent a newsletter out for um, our company, um, oh, NBA Growth. Yeah. I sent a newsletter on um, out. And um, I really sort of um, stressed over the newsletter because this would officially be the first content-driven um, newsletter-ish um, outside of the others that we've sent in the past, which has been, you know, season greetings, um, et cetera. So um, I wanted to send something out just to announce, to, just to start to cultivate and build an audience for our um, consulting firm. Um, and it went out. I felt really trepidatious about it. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you're just screaming into space and you don't know who's listening. That was how I felt. And um, you were here and, um, you know, soon after it went out, the president, so I'm a, um, I'm on a, um, on the board of a nonprofit, the Oni Theater. Um, I recently joined um, and the president, no, she wasn't the, one of the members um, and, you know, she's pretty, she's been involved with the theater for some time, um, picked up the phone and called me and just talked about how great, I forget even really what her sentiments were, but basically Mm -hmm. she was just like, wow, this was so well put together. Thank you so much for sharing this. You know, I receive lots of mail um, every day, but this really stood out to me Um, and, you know, great job. And, you know, she also um, kind of just wished me, you know, lots of, you know, luck with the business provided, um, you know, some blessings. It was just so beautiful once again, because here you are, definitely as a business owner, you know, it could be very lonely, very stressful. Um, And for someone who does not have to (laughs) pick up the phone to acknowledge you um, in any way to do that, it was just so breathtaking. It really just made my day. Um, And in that moment, once again, I decided to myself that if anything, 
is meaningful, if it impacts me in any way, you know, as opposed to admiring from afar or saying, oh, that was great, wasn't it? I think it's important to pick up the phone or send an email and, and let that individual know, you know, it was just, it was such a gift that I think it's, um, it's important to pass it forward. So yeah, so that, that was, um, so those are two things that I'm going to be doing moving forward in an attempt to be just a better person. I can, I can suck sometimes mm, uh, in terms true. of my attentiveness to other people. Mm-hmm. I just think I'm not as giving of my time and emotion because like you said, I just have so much going on. Not that I don't want to, but I just, I, I have very, I end up having very little room for it, but I want to um, prioritize it more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so those are the two things. And then you're going to kill me before we officially jump into the questions. Because we're um, 48 minutes in, just so you So before we jump into the questions, um, the last thing I wanted to say is, um, you know, speaking of journaling, and you mentioned that you don't, I actually think another um, thing that you've been doing as of late is, um, you know, every day you'll write me a poem. Um, and this was based on the recommendation <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, there are various reasons why we do what we do, and I'm not going to um, put the intention for why you do what yeah, you're I mean, doing. Yeah, It's um, one of the things that we learned from boot camp from, about from how From marriage to, um, boot camp. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a gift or there are things that I do for you every day. Um, you know, mine is, um, you know, I'm going to make you a cup of coffee or tea every day, and yours is to write me a poem every day. And uh, number one, I look forward forward to those poems. I'm always so eager. (laughs) (laughs) If it doesn't come, especially if you've already given me the tea. Where's my poem? You have no idea how they just set my day off in a way. I mean, it's another beautiful surprise. I mean, even though I'm expecting it every day, the surprise is, you know, um, I'm not a poet. That is the beauty of your personality because you are you you find just the the great and the smallest things and i can't wait till we actually talk about the big leap because i think that's the um that's one of the things that i'm learning um to do is not a not not you know let my i, I there are so many ways i my upper limit is mm. it's like it's like i'm always putting a stop to my upper limit mm. like with the kids with everything i just recognize like i'm consciously now trying to say no let me let me allow be in the moment yeah let not even in the moment so much is because i can be in any kind of moment but the moment needs to be no allow that like allow that feeling to be like mm, you don't have to, to flow through you like don't try to temper it or stop it Just and it's allow unconscious it to too but yeah. more than any, it's not even for me it's not even um it's not like i can't just describe it as flow through or not temper it because for me it's more like uh, the way that it hits me it's more like accept it you know like it except like um i'll have to when we have time i'll have to. an example is i'm genuinely eager to receive the poems and i read it and you and i you know i'll read every line and you'll tell me what you were thinking about it you know, and it's such a gift, like I say, and I'll tell you, but you're always surprised, like, it's really nothing. <laughs> you're always like, are you kidding? Like, what are we talking about here? And I'm just always like, wow, if only you just knew how much this means to me, 
um, I don't think you would take it so lightly. But for you, it's almost like, what's the big deal? Moving on. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's an example of what you mean in terms of yeah. upper limit. Because mm-hmm. um, even like with my children, it's kind of like, uh, and, and, you know, it's going to make me seem like I don't um, dote on them. But I, no, I, know what I don't mean. dote on them like that. But, um, you know, they... They're so effusive somewhat, yes. sometimes. With and I'm love. more like, I'm, I'm pacing. <laughs> they want to hug you all the time yeah. and jump on I'm your back and kiss myself. you and all of that. And you're just like, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is cute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of like I've had to basically kind of, you know, I'm allowing myself to just be like, yes, okay. it's okay to yeah. take it in. It's accept it and you know, allow for whatever positive, like it's, 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 it's exactly what, um, it is. It's like when you sensing a positive feeling it's so unconscious, it's so, um, habitual that it's kind of like, up. Oh, mm, I need to be at this pace. Okay. Yeah. Like I, you're trying to get me up over here and like, this is, I'm not going there. There's tons mm-hmm. of other shit going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Like I can now think about all the other crap that I got to be thinking about. No, it's like you can let all that other stuff go and accept it. Yeah. So that's the, it's it's um it's uh it's a practice actually. Yeah. And, and I think our boot camp master guru um Stosny also said this. Um you know, a lot of times when you are behaving in a certain way, especially when you're rejecting love or what have you, it's because you've either convinced your, yourself that you're not lovable or that I don't know why that's what it is. <laughs> well, you may want to explore that. Um, meaning that um, you may want to explore that because I felt like there was some um, there was some merit to it. Not that you don't think you're not lovable, but maybe to the extent of effusiveness. You know, like why are you gushing over me like this? I'm just you know this person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I see. To me, that's not necessarily not lovable. It's more like. Um... I'm a regular human as being. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, not lovable maybe is a little too harsh, Mm -hmm. but the degree of love that you're receiving Mm -hmm. does not match your perception of what you're deserving. Does that make sense? So you're saying I'm just a regular person, so there's no need for you to get three scoops of love when one would just be one just fine. You You know what I mean? Like you want your kids to think my dad is great. He is there for me, uh, but when it comes to, I just want to kiss him and hug on him and, you know, do all of this, maybe you, you're you thinking it's not really that serious. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I know that I'm supposed to explore that, and uh, I know you think of that, and I've, I've thought about it, and that's, that's part of the reason there's some issues in the book that I, like, I could just not relate to, because he just, he talked about, um, you know, this is fundamental flawed. Now, I don't, I, I, in the example he gave, you know, it was just something I couldn't relate to. That's part of the issue that I've always had, is because, you know, when people have what I would uh, say is, um, what I think is something that, you know, I'm, you're always troubled by some crap, and you're, you know, that is not necessarily real. Like a lot of times it's because there has some traumatic events happened in their lives. Mm. Not to say that I'm that bad, but you know, like I can't really pinpoint anything. Like I've had, you know, my loving family members and all that other stuff. So I can't really say, you know, I don't necessarily um, see myself as, um, as not, you know, a fundamentally flawed or not lovable for more than anything. If I were to 
say it it's more like i don't see myself as being great mm. necessarily well, like i don't know concept. Mm. i mean with my kids it's not even that though <laughs> like that's why it's so, it's so unique like i don't um like because with my kids i i i absolutely think i'm a great dad mm-hmm. yeah yeah so but, i mean there's a difference between a great dad and a great individual do you know what I mean? But it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. We can explore it some other time. But um, as someone who has been in the business of just loving on you for 21 years. <laughs> 22? Yeah, 22. We met in um, 1998. Mm. You've continued to resist it <laughs> um, in ways, that, you know, like you continue to be shocked, you know, by the level of... Um, gushiness that i can get into sometimes so mm-hmm. maybe it's just hardwired into you <laughs> you're just like chill out it's not that serious <laughs> and i'm like but it is you're so great anyways um so yeah love the poems and it's such a nice surprise but the reason i brought it up has nothing to do with what we just talked about the reason i brought it up because a lot of times you know speaking of journaling mm-hmm. the poems will reflect what happened the day before you know, like you're you're sort of chronicling mm. our lives uh, in the poem. You know what I mean? So, um, and you've been doing this for some time. I mean, I feel like you've been writing poems for probably, I mean, you were doing it, for, once again, um, going back to me losing the things that you write me. Mm. You know, there was a time when you did it for a really long time, a couple of years ago, um, for a long mm. period of time. And then, you know, maybe you took a break of like a couple of months or so, and now you're back at it. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure if we went back to look through those daily entries, you know, we'll be able to get a sense for, you know, what was going on in our lives. Cause you tend to talk about, um, you know, what's happening the day before in those, um, poems. So anyways, um, I should do more of that. I, I should journal. I've just never been someone who writes, but I wonder that's probably an upper limit that I'm putting on myself. So I will try to be more intentional with um, my words and writing things down. But apparently, now getting to our topic of the day, apparently, minutes in. we might <laughs> have to do this. Do just two questions. Or, I mean, it's quite possible that we just name this something else and then pick up next time with the questions <laughs> and keep it to an hour. Maybe. I don't um, know. So um, we, can, we can name this attempting to talk about attempting to get our shit together. <laughs> no, thing that talk about, <laughs> or, or I mean, I, what did we talk about? Like we talked about relationships. We talked about everything. Journaling. <laughs> Lord, who cares? We're here uh, now. Um, I forget what I was gonna say, but yeah. So speaking of, um, you know, the questions I'm going to ask you. So we have a list of questions. And what I want to do is, you know, you'll look through the 40 questions. You'll ask you, me the question, I'll answer, and then you'll take turn answering. So I am going to um, take one. And um, the question is, what is the most impactful no that you've said recently? How recent is recent? It doesn't matter. It's up to you. Hmm. The most impactful no that I've said recently was me and, you know, I talk about this in another chapter and I, I kind of want to, I mean, not everybody listens to every episode. So the most impactful no 
I've probably um, said recently was no to myself and my um, pettiness. Hmm. You know, pettiness. Okay. You know, like um, you know, like I said, I talked about this in a previous episode. Like there was a, you know, as I as I was growing, there was a a time when I assumed certain things about um somebody doing certain things to me. You know that um and I and I was. You know, um, I got into my head about what the intention behind certain actions were. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I kind of was going to go in a direction that was going to um, reflect how I typically react to these sorts of things. Um, you know, I get into my head that somebody's behaving a certain way and then now I get upset about it and whatever the case may be. And so the most impactful no after we had that conversation was me saying no, that I wasn't going to do that. And mm. so, it, you know, once I did that, it was, you know, they describe the ego being killed when you expose it, when you see it. And I felt like that was, you know, it didn't necessarily mean it's gone and I don't mm-hmm. struggle with it, but it was definitely like, oh, my God, I can actually, you yeah. know, make a decision. I, oh, could, I think like, I remember that experience. Yeah. yeah in the yeah, car yeah. on, yeah, on yeah, the yeah, drive yeah. home. Yeah. I was like. I can actually, I can actually make a decision. Like this is something that's within my control, and you know, this like these thoughts are decisions, and it it's not that it's not hard, um, hard at every time, but it's getting easier and easier. And um, you go down the path, start going downhill because it was an uphill battle at that point. You start going downhill once you make that first decision. So I would say that would be my most impactful now that I yeah and I think the way Eckhart Tolle who I think is the one who Mm -hmm. discusses it is that the ego doesn't stand up to scrutiny Mm -hmm. so if you allow yourself consciously to recognize that this is not this is my ego at play that's 90% of the process you know so and, and it's a difficult concept to explain I think particularly if you haven't been um sort of undertaking the study of your ego and how it interlaces itself into your day-to-day um being Mm -hmm. or presentation of who you are um but a lot of the things the narratives that we buy into the things that we we are willing to die for quote unquote the things that we value a lot of it you know is all egocentric Mm -hmm. um so there are times when you're saying oh i can never do that i would never do that um and you just um sort of see it as a foregone conclusion. Um, but there are times when once you embark on the study, you start to see how it's wreaking havoc on your life and your relationships and your attempt to grow. So once you start questioning it, um, that's the journey that you're saying becomes very difficult because you know these are deeply held beliefs that have sort of shaped your understanding of who you are Um, so now you're having to question all of that and you have to be comfortable, um, you know, doing what most people are not comfortable doing, which is admitting that you could be wrong. (laughs) Maybe I misunderstood, you know, maybe I, I don't have this right. Um, and, and I think that's a difficult thing and that's what you said. So once you allow for that possibility, it's downhill from there is what you were saying. But the process of getting yourself to see a different perspective is is a very difficult one. So yeah, that's a good one. That's a good no. Mm. Um, do you want me to answer the same question, or I, should is, we? It, is that what we're doing? Is that what they do in Skin Deep? 
Is this going to be You can choose 2. to. 0? So the person who's asking the question mm. can say, I could either choose to answer it or the mm. person can say, yeah, why don't you go ahead and answer that? So it's more of a honor system where we honor whatever we want. Honor yourself. <laughs> <laughs> My most impactful no recently, I mean, I feel like I talk about this quite a bit. You know, if I, um, when I think about in terms of impact, um, it's really just saying no to my job. Mm. It's time to go. <laughs> you know, I think that was so huge for me. Um, of course, now I look back and I realize that um, there was, I could not continue down that path. So it actually doesn't even seem as huge, but in the moment it was huge. It's kind of like, you know, once again, me um, going head to head with my ego, you know, questioning, my reality for what it is, understanding that I want to do something else. I want to exist in a different space and be something else, um, but not having a roadmap or not even understanding how the two, like how that gap could be bridged. Um, so yeah, I think that was a huge risk, but I had to sort of step into it. So that probably was, has been the most impactful no thus far. And um, it's set me off on a new course, which has been exciting. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed it has. Um... And, and a quick takeaway is, you know, when you say no to certain things, especially when they don't feed you, mm. um, you say yes to so many more things that are um, meaningful mm. um, for you. So that's probably how you should see it as less of a, what am I saying no to? But what am I clearing up the, the space to welcome? in my life absolutely absolutely okay now this is your question yeah so you're gonna ask me mm -hmm. a question uh -huh. what is something you love now that you never could have imagined you would like in the past oh wow um <laughs> this is funny i love cooking for my family Mm. <laughs> and I laugh because my they don't necessarily enjoy eating my food. <laughs> so are you do you love cooking for your family or do you just love cooking? <laughs> I don't love cooking, which is what's funny, but <laughs> I love cooking for mm. my I love like even when I get an idea. It's funny the other day, um, you know, I think I had made something and even like the night before, I mean, the <laughs> night after going into the next day, I was just reminiscing about how great it was. Like, wow. that was great. <laughs> wow. Maybe I even brought it up and you were shocked. Like, are you still I'm talking about I'm shocked now. You're shocked now? <laughs> what? I don't even remember being shocked before. Yeah, you I'm were shocked. shocked. You were just like, what is, are you kidding me? <laughs> this crap here. <laughs> Not crap. I, I think you enjoy, I don't even know what the meal was. Was it the beans? But, Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what. Actually, yeah. this meal was actually pretty Today's good. Today's meal? Yeah. Yeah. The cauliflower. And... Yeah. And my um, chicken, my attempt at chicken. Um, chicken masala. Chicken tikka masala. Tikka masala. <laughs> um, honestly, I cannot express to you how much I love it. And I think what it is, is, um, you know, when you think about being a mom and let me take it out of the space of being a mom. When you want to be of service and when you want to occupy 
the space of nurturing and giving selflessly to the people you love in a way that it pays dividends because i also see it as providing healthy options you know so it's teaching healthy habits it's you know um exploring with different types of food it's um me being in the kitchen and looking for ways to be creative um and, and i think maybe you know when we think about bringing something into fruition you know maybe it's a quick hit you know in terms of being you know conceiving of something and then an hour or two later it's on the plate and it would be ideal if people enjoyed it, <laughs> it would be, that would be the cherry on top if y'all actually enjoy I the mean, food there's some food we enjoy there are some things you the enjoy kids love lasagna yeah they do there are some things that you enjoy and they for whatever we, we have three your children jollof rice yeah my fried rice as well your fried rice is great but um, your jollof rice is they, good. they love it. They do love it. They love it. You don't love it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. The point is... Um, the fried rice is awesome. Let the, me just say that. <laughs> the point is that I have... I am completely... I have disassociated myself from the response. You know what I mean? <laughs> as much abuse as I get once it hits the table <laughs> and everyone is like, <laughs> what is this and why are we doing this? <laughs> you would think... That I will have learned and that I would be scarred. Or you would do revert back to cooking exactly what you know they like. No. <laughs> no. Every day I'm like, what else could I make for these people? I mean, it's just so exciting. And you even notice that a lot of times, sometimes I don't even eat the food. <laughs> I'm just so happy to be. So, yeah, that's one thing that um, I truly. Now, the real question is, um, if you're not eating the food. Like, are you just forcing us to eat stuff you wouldn't even eat? No, I enjoy it. <laughs> there are times that I don't eat it till the next day, maybe because I've been snacking on it throughout the process or I'm not hungry. I don't know. I mean, there's some things that I cook. Like today, I made chicken. I don't eat chicken, mm -hmm. you know? So there's some things that I cook that I don't eat. Um, but I really enjoy the process. I'm going to have to study why that is. It just brings me joy. Now, the question is, um, what do you enjoy now that you didn't think you would? I just, I don't even consider myself someone who enjoys cooking. I really don't. I think it is very specific to, I, I enjoy cooking when I'm cooking for my family. Mm -hmm. it's, it's It goes together. It's kind of like we were saying the other day, or you were saying, I only enjoy my children. <laughs> I enjoy kids that are mine. <laughs> Not other people's kids. So mm -hmm. I think it's sort of the same concept in that I don't know that if I lived by myself or if I was asked to cook for other people that I'm like, oh my God, this is so great. I don't think so, but who knows? Um, but I thoroughly enjoy cooking for you guys. I really do. Whether or not you like it, that's your business. Mm -hmm. It takes nothing away from me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. What, what about you? Or. Oh, um, what do I love now? I I have to answer that? Yeah, I think it would be good. But if you don't have an answer for it, I mean, that's I mean, fine. We'll I, move on. Uh, what do I love now that I didn't think that I would love? I don't know. I think I love the same things I've always loved. Pizza. Well, it doesn't have um, to be food. I mean, it could be anything. It could be anything. I, I'm, I'm trying to just determine uh -huh. what. I still hate cooking. <laughs> uh -huh. I've had I've had to cook, but nowadays it's kind of like uh, y'all are old enough. If your mom ain't cooking, figure it out. Uh -huh. um, I don't. Uh, let me see. What I love now that I don't couldn't imagine myself. Well, I don't know. I don't that have you anything. Didn't um, enjoy? Yeah, I don't know. 
maybe engaging in prolonged discussions with men friendship building <laughs> yeah maybe i okay so I, actually i did think of something when or i travel. first read it you used no, to resist I, traveling what oh maybe you just didn't want to do it. maybe maybe it was your upper limit I used to force yeah. us on a lot of our vacations. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, it wasn't because I didn't like. I always had a good time, and I've I've told you that it wasn't necessarily that I didn't yeah. like traveling. It was because, you know, I was worried about other things. The financials. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Relationship building. No. So what I was going to say when I first started was like, oh, well, I'll answer this in a more aspirational way. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm learning to like it and it's getting there, but I don't necessarily, I can't necessarily say I love it yet, Mm -hmm. but I would say, you know, um, just embracing, um, uncertainty. Oh, that's a good one. Because I definitely am not a person who likes uncertainty. Like I need to know my thing, but like there are times when I'm, you know, um, when I'm like, when I'm not, when the t- when it's not going necessarily well, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know exactly what's going on, and I'm like, oh my god, um, typically that would freaking, like, freak the hell out of me, mm-hmm. and then now I'm like, okay, this is a good thing. It's you know, this is a period of growth. This is like, so I tell myself that whenever it is that it's um, it's not that like I remind myself, and then there's a level of exhilaration that you feel once you accept that. It's like, okay, yeah, this is. It's good. And it's kind of like, um, if you really think about it, the same thing that happens when you're like on a roller coaster. Part of the reason why you're excited mm-hmm. and you're feeling exhilarated is because of that rush of, you know, oh, my God, I don't know what the what's going to come next. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why people get themselves scared, you mm-hmm. know, and go watch scary movies. But that's precisely what it is. There's, if you accept that, um, then there is a level of exhilaration that comes from it. And it's reminding myself of that. That um, whatever it is, I start to feel that and be like, oh, my God, instead of going in the opposite direction and running away, you know, learning to embrace that. And I wouldn't say that I've gotten to the point where I love it yet, but it's definitely something that is um, growing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's funny, your roller coaster um, example or metaphor, that was um, something similar that I was on a um on another podcast with another friend of ours, Mike, recently with Connect in Politics, mm. that's the name of it. And he was asking, um, the question was, what advice would you give your younger self? And I was saying that it would be that it's not that serious. Like life is not mm. to be endured. You know, you should, it should be more like going to like an amusement park where, mm. you know, there's certain rides that you can go on. Some, some lines are going to be longer than others, but ultimately it's an uncertain experience, but you take it for what it is. You know, you enjoy it. And when the moment is over, you, you're not begrudging it. You appreciate it for what it is and you keep it moving, you yeah. know. So it's very lighthearted. There are opportunities for adventure. There are opportunities for you to stroll and, you know, sort of take more of a, uh, the scenic route or experience. But, um, yeah, it, it, you make with of it whatever you want, but it should not be something that is nerve-wracking and torturing you because mm-hmm. if it is then you probably shouldn't be going to the amusement park <laughs> i mean it's, it's it's again once again the upper limit and, and yeah. you know we talked about um real quickly um we talked about how you are quote-unquote like you I see the positivity in things and i think you know what i'm learning is that um you know as i'm getting through this is that that's the exact 
way to be. Like, it's just, it is about just letting go. It is like when you say things, no, you just got to let it go. It's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. That's But you have to get there before you recognize how true yeah. it is. And trying to tell somebody who is not there that you just got to let it go is never going to let them, get them to the point where they yeah. just let it go. I think the biggest lesson, not to harp too long on this topic, the biggest lesson or the biggest reason from my experience as to why it's difficult to let it go is because you're so bought into your ability to analyze any given situation and come up with a reasonable conclusion or decision. Mm. So once you've decided Mm. this is worthy of me being upset about Mm. or putting my attention towards, it's very difficult for someone else to say, is it, Mm. you know, you would have to be willing to once again, let go of the idea that you're always right. And that there could be multiple ways to look at the world or even if it's a specific um, argument or whatever it is that is the issue at hand, um, there's so many different ways to analyze it. And ultimately, you can come up with a million different um, positions on it because we're all different. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's the process. I think the main process is really um, revisiting your assumptions. But yeah. I think if you do a good job with that, then it makes it easy to let things go. And, and yes, and I think the reason why the big leap in the um, I concept of the other upper limit helps you to get there. And there's like little steps. Every book that I'm reading is, you know, dislodging one piece of the walls that I've bit, built. And it's like, oh, there's that little piece here. And, you know, little sunlight is able to flash through once you take mm-hmm. away that brick. Um, you never know which one is going to do it. And that's why you got to continue to keep on learning. But I uh, part of the reason why for me that part hits with the upper limit is because you know they it's about letting it go becomes much easier when you say no I can choose just to be happy mm-hmm. like I don't have to be like oh let me take myself back down I can choose to accept it I mm-hmm. can like you can choose to be like um um you can choose to continue to be happy you can choose to continue to just uh, and and that allows you to then be like, oh, well, why am I choosing? And that, you know, different things work for different people, but that's what worked for me. Like, why am I, why do I have to identify with this and not let it go? No, mm-hmm. I, I I can choose this. I can choose to be mm-hmm. happy. There's no reason why I can't choose that. There's no reason why I have to go in and be like, I'm going to dwell on this right here. Because that's not happiness. Why don't you choose, like, why are you limiting yourself? Why, yeah. why is there a ceiling there for your quickly- feeling? To quickly explain the concept of upper limit, and I know mm-hmm. we'll have a much longer episode on the book itself, The Big Leap. Mm-hmm. Um, my understanding of it is upper an upper limit is um, you know just some arbitrary boundaries or barriers that you've placed on yourself. So um, so let's just imagine yourself being tethered to a specific. Um, amount of space to move in um like and that represents your happiness your allotted happiness mm-hmm. or comfort mm-hmm. or what have you anytime you push it's kind of like a yo-yo anytime you push beyond that limit um you really start to feel discomfort um because mm-hmm. you're questioning should i be <laughs> should i be out here should i be experiencing it so your mind automatically wants to remind you this is too much so that it can bring you back into that zone or mm-hmm. that space that you've set for yourself in terms of how happy mm-hmm. you can be or what you are entitled to, what you can tap into, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is that um, 
as you're reaching the limit and you start to feel the anxiety, mm -hmm. um, it's allowing yourself to say, no, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Let's just ride it out mm -hmm. and let's go beyond and see what happens. And I think the more you push that upper limit, the, the, the more you start to push the, the space and the realm within which you can um, operate. Right. right. And again, and I, and yes, we are supposed to be moving on, but I think part of the reason why these are good is because they, they are just essentially questions to ourselves. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Cause we're opening up and, and just talking about the things that work for us. But I just wanted to say, um, so the untethered soul also talks about these boundaries and the way mm. that you described it with the wall. I tend to think of um, how he described it in. He, I think he specifically talked about you know the wall mm. um, that you've set up in the untethered soul, and he talks about also the idea of not closing up. Mm. You know, like the idea of when you're feeling happy, you know, just stay happy. Mm -hmm. But the reason why this one, the way that it was framed. Um, worked better for me is because the the way that he was describing the wall, he was describing it as once you go once you start going past that wall, you start to feel pain. Mm -hmm. And so, because you start to feel pain, and this is not because it's not true. You do start to feel pain. Any kind of discomfort that you're feeling, he was describing it as that you're feeling a discomfort, and because you're feeling that pain, you take yourself back behind the wall. It's kind of mm -hmm. like a dog with an invisible. Um, collar, mm -hmm. um, the electronic collar. He learns not to go past um, that um, perimeter, even though there is nothing not there to see. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, and he talks about closing and it wasn't necessarily as clear to me. And I understood it's like, just don't close. But when the guy talked about it being an upper limit when you are actually happy mm -hmm. because that freaking like it's easy to see okay i'm being discomforted but it's you don't actually realize that you're actually preventing yourself from continuing to be happy mm -hmm. like you're 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 on your way to being happy and you're like uh here's something else that's coming here's another i'm happy right now here's a thought that's coming in yeah from the side that's looking to knock that's you down. That's looking to knock you down. Two. And yeah. like you can just be like, I'm just going to pay attention to that thought and go back down. You can be like, no, yeah. I'm good here. I'm going to continue I'm, to be yeah, happy. I'm just yeah. going to let that one go so I can continue to be happy. And it's and it's um, that that for me was like, yeah, I do. I am choosing to go back down. Why am I doing that? Yeah. You know, and, and, so. and I, once again, just so, uh, because people haven't read the book, so I, mm -hmm. I want to put it in context so they understand it mm -hmm. um it's kind of like when you get a promotion mm -hmm. you're so excited you've worked so hard for it you finally get the promotion and you can't even enjoy the moment because now you're thinking oh shit now these people expect me to do some work <laughs> you know? so yes. now, as opposed oh, to just yeah. um reveling in all of your hard work and your accomplishments mm -hmm. and in the moment automatically now you've completely knock yourself down because now you're worried about yep. people not being able to meet expectations yep. i'll or, see an email on sunday it's like god damn yeah it's like <laughs> no i'm i'm chilling right Focus now the moment. tomorrow yeah. when i get up when i'm start to do work i'm gonna call you i'm gonna be like okay i just saw that email yeah yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. and then i don't have to ruin my time right yeah. now yeah these people are gonna live yeah. you know this is not life or death yeah. so so yeah, so I think it's um, so the upper limit, and, and it does it's it's not limited to happiness per se, but that was how yeah. that was the illustration of it. Yeah. But um, I think it's really just identifying, you know, it could be your aspirations, it could be you know, I want 
a house that's a certain type and once you get it you can even envision getting anything bigger it's like oh mm -hmm. my god who am i to want that you know a lot of people ask questions of it themselves you know i want to get this type of job but i can never be the ceo you know i want to whatever it is right so putting limits on yourself that keeps you within a certain narrative um i feel like we talked about this about. whole thing yeah no there's plenty to talk about <laughs> um so yeah so the next question is and I love this one. Wait, are you, are you serious? What? You know what time it is? We might have to. Um, oh, okay. So we're going to do um, <laughs> two more. Okay. So the next question is, um, okay, I'm going to ask this of you. No, or, okay. Yeah. No, I'm going to ask this of you. And I'm also going to choose to answer it because I love my response to <laughs> this one. The next Shouldn't question you is. Should be um, asking questions because you want to know what I think? No, no, I do. I do. You talk. But I also want to <laughs> talk about my thing. Um. What was the most bizarre encounter you've had in your life? Jesus. Um, you've already, like, you you can think of the most bizarre encounter. What the hell? I would not consider. So I'm going to widen the scope from being an encounter, mm. per se, to experience. experience. So um, it's, you bizarre, could, it, it could be the bizarre. same thing. But what's the most bizarre, bizarre experience or encounter that you've had in your life? Um, I don't know. I run into all kinds of bizarro people, I guess. I don't, I mean. Let's hear it. I don't, I don't, I don't record it long enough. Like, I probably go back and I, uh, you know, I tell you about it. And then after that, it's gone from my mind. I, I'm bizarre. Um, bizarre. Uh, can I pass? And you can answer it since you got an answer for this one. You know, I'm excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should even already know what my answer is going to be. The most bizarre experience that I've had thus far happened maybe about four years ago when a tree sprouted oh, up Lord. out of nowhere <laughs> in my yard. This now, let me not... paint a picture. Oh my God. This is this is Don't be a hater. <laughs> <laughs> if you oh. didn't believe in magic before, there's no way you can argue against this. So now when we moved into the house that we are living in now, we had a completely open backyard. No tree in sight. There's no shade, nothing. There's no tree in sight. And you know, I want to have a backyard where I can look out my kitchen window. I'm doing dishes and I see beautiful trees. I can sit under the tree. Um, so um, we moved into this house in 2013. So probably four years later in 2016 or 2017, mm -hmm. I decided, you know what? I'm just going to go buy a couple of trees and trees are expensive. But I did some research. I was looking for some fast-growing trees. <laughs> um, so I found some maple trees at um, Home Depot. Chinese, Japanese, Japanese maple. dwarf maple <laughs> trees. I didn't know there were dwarf maple trees because I had done some research. And I was like, oh, my God, I think these are the trees. So I bought them, two trees, and I think they were like $250 each. Not only did you buy them, you had me dig them. Like, no, I think you got to dig them even deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like, not only are they not going to grow, <laughs> but you started them off. I wanted them even to be well-rooted. I wanted them to be stable. I wanted them to grow. Anyways, two trees, <laughs> bought them. 
and my expectation was that you know the trees would grow mm. alas two years later realize they're not growing that's mm. fine they, they still add beautiful color mm. and um you know personality to our yard but two or three years ago all of a sudden you know once again this is me and i planted one of the trees in the exact spot that i wanted um maybe slightly to the right that i wanted so that when i'm looking out my window you know i'm looking at you know a beautiful tree and you know just feeling comfortable with my space if i wanted to go sit out in the yard it would happen um all of a sudden two years ago mm-hmm. i look out and almost overnight a tree has sprouted <laughs> in my yard like a foot like just a couple of feet from the one that I planted, but in the same exact spot that I wanted. And this tree pretty much grew overnight, came out of nowhere. And in two years, this tree has, I mean, if you, <laughs> it is huge. You, you could not tell me this tree hasn't always been there. In fact, you were convinced the tree had always been there because you could not imagine (laughs) first of all why would a tree come out of nowhere (laughs) why would it be in the location that you've been looking for that you wanted and no this makes no sense you were saying and even the children were convinced that the tree had always been there luckily there were some pictures that we had taken when we didn't have the tree there and we were able to go back that as recently as i think it was like three years ago the tree was not there like it had just started growing and now it's just part of our yard and you would think it all it's always been there now i don't know nothing about trees perhaps this happens all the time i don't know but the fact that this tree came out of nowhere around the same time that I was really investing time and energy into actually bringing a tree in there and it came out of nowhere and this tree sprouted as quickly as it did in the same exact location that I wanted is pretty bizarre <laughs> to me. I don't know what else to say. That is magical. <laughs> magical. I love it. You know, and you know, the kids, at least Amy calls it the, the magic tree. So, so that to me is my, my response. Awesome. Have you thought about yours? No, no. I don't, okay. I don't have anything, on. um, that bizarre. <laughs> um, or but at least, bizarre, or at least right? I just, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to describe anything. Um, no, but that's the power of manifestation. That's the power. And, and for me, you know, there are ways that you can, um, sort of, um, make reason out of certain things, particularly when they're around, you know, um, if you want to manifest success around your job and your company and what have you, there are ways for you to piece together the the pieces of the puzzle once it it's happened. But for a tree to grow out of nowhere, that to me is metaphysical. Mm. Almost. Maybe. But anyways, go ahead. Okay. Wow. I don't know if I want to. Okay. So is this going to be, this is the last question. Yep. So make it good. Um. What do you want on your epit? What do you want your epitaph to be? So I'm guessing that's my headstone. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make sure. That's see. what. I, huh? Let me make sure because that's that what I'm is? thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like I don't. I, I think a so. A phrase or form of words written in the memory of a person who has died, especially an inscription on a tombstone. Yes. 
So I'm answering. I think you should go first, or do you want me? Why would I go? First? Okay, you're right. You asked. I asked me. you. You're right. <laughs> you can pass though if you don't want to go. Um. You haven't thought of it. No, no. I, I, I mean, I haven't thought of it, but I have a, a response. Yeah. I think. Wow, I'm adding to the words that I would want it to say, but essentially something to capture the notion of, and she lived effortlessly a beautifully inspired life <laughs> those are the three words that resonate with me like when i get up every day i want my movements to be effortless meaning i'm not trying to bang my head <laughs> you know doing something that is not meaningful interesting that's not for me i just want to experience the world effortlessly i want it to be beautiful Meaning, you know, I want to be surrounded by art, beauty, you know, nice, kind people. And I want it to be inspired. You know, I want my movements to come from a space of inspiration um, so that it's meaningful to me. But I also want to be able to have such an abundance of it that I can also be an inspiration to others who may need it. So those are the three words that I think sort of stand out to me. Nice. Um, he lived an authentic. He lived his authentic self. He was his authentic self, and he inspired others to do this. He inspired millions to do the same. Mm. That's good. That's good. You know why that question is really good, actually, um, is that um, it gives you an opportunity to think about how to put that into action mm -hmm. in your daily um, movements. So so that's good. So every day, you know, when you think about what you want your tombstone to say, you should think about how you would assess the end of that day um, and use that as a way to. Um, put your agenda together for the next day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that you continue the practice of authenticity uh, more and more every day. And for me, that I'm moving as lightly as I can, you know, letting go of the things that don't matter and that I'm looking for beautiful, inspirational ways to live my life. So that's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, and then my last one. Wait, that wasn't you asked first. No, no, you asked. You said what is um what would you like your tombstone to be? No, I'm saying like if like didn't you ask me the first question? Or did I ask you the first question? No, you asked me the first question, which means that it I it should land on me. Babe, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I had in mind I'm going to ask a question, and God damn it, I'm going to ask a question. <laughs> well, you know I, what time it is. I don't know what we... Babe, please, focus <laughs> on the moment. Um, there are actually two questions. We're going to have to do this game again. This is really good. Um, so my question is going to be, what is something you love about yourself? That's a good way to close us out. Is it? Yeah. What is something you truly love about yourself? Truly love about myself. 
Um, I always say this. Um, I think I I I, I like my insight. Like I, mm-hmm. I like my um. I feel like I I bring insight, and I think that I I articulate it in a way that is that um could bring insight. Like mm-hmm. I, I because it's not it's one thing to think it. Because I think a lot of people may think it, but it's another thing. I think it's, and it might be because you have insight that you are also thinking about how to articulate it in such a way. Like, how does it make sense? You know, you have to, you know, I have to do way more of it so that I can be much better at it. But I think um, that's what I love about myself. I think I, um, you know, I think um, when I think about, like, again, one of the things I said earlier with respect to my children, like a lot of times I'll want to solve problems because I want to be able to articulate it to them. But I th- and I think that whenever I do speak to them, I think they um, they feel it, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, that's what I think it is. And I'm hoping that um, whatever unique way my perspective is being expressed through this podcast, that people are also feeling it. That's great. It's because you're a writer at heart you like to i think you appreciate words you're in the insight is um meaningful to you not necessarily just for the nuggets that you're sharing even though i feel like that's important so certain perspective but i think from my understanding of you i think you also appreciate how you know your delivery of it you know mm-hmm. sort of how it unravels and i think it's because you have an appreciation for for words i appreciate words as well but not my own words other people's words um mm-hmm. in terms of how they piece it so that's why i like poetry um but i could see why you enjoy your own insight because that that is a a good um gift to have um thank you i'll accept yeah, that you should <laughs> You should fight against your upper limit that's dying to creep through right now and no, remind you. It's not dying. Not... <laughs> yeah. um, mine, I'm actually surprised. I feel like you know all of the answers to my to these questions. What I truly love about myself is going to sound very vain. <laughs> but that's also the nature of the question i didn't write these questions it's the nature of you too i mean to be vain yes it's okay wow so you think i'm vain um i think that you are justifiably vain oh shit we may need to explore this on a whole lots of on another episode we don't got time for this but (laughs) (laughs) i love it um (laughs) honestly i'm curious as to what you mean by that. Um, but <laughs> what I truly love about myself is my aura. Is that weird? I don't know. Okay. So what I'm gonna do explain you mean? It. <laughs> so I think, you know, the, the movie, there's something about Mary, mm. you know, I think the, con- I, I don't remember the movie, mm. but I think there was just something about her that's hard to, je mm. ne sais quoi. That's hard to put your kind of finger on, um, but people can feel it. They can sense it. Um, okay. Huh? Yeah. I think my aura. I think that's actually the answer to um, the question I said, justifiably vain. 
I, I think it, that explains it all. Because of my aura? Yeah. Okay. But let me explain it. It's, 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 it's more recently that I've discovered this about myself. You know how people will say, oh my God, I love my legs and I love my whatever. I don't know that I've ever attached myself too much to my physical being. You know, I, I don't know one thing that I would say absolutely love about myself. So, but I think um, I just really enjoy myself. <laughs> You could the just marry package. yourself, couldn't you? Shit. I just jump back and kiss myself. I really could. <laughs> <laughs> I really could. I don't understand. It's it's so interesting. Mm. Um, and I didn't realize the extent of it until <laughs> I told you when I was watching my connect in politics. <laughs> so I was on I was on a podcast, and I know this sounds so vain, but <laughs> believe me. This is not coming from a place of ego. I don't even know how to express I mean, it. And that's probably why. Yeah, maybe that is why you're so. Um, so you say you've never felt that way, but maybe that's why you're so always so positive, and you, this is why you say it's not how I feel about myself because maybe I don't see myself as. I don't. I don't love my. Oh, aura. as a me. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I don't know. <laughs> a ball of things. She is. <laughs> how do you put it? A slice of butter and whatever it is. Like I just really enjoy. Once again, it's not even physical. That's why I had to describe it as aura. It's just my being i don't understand what it is but it became apparent to me recently how much i love myself when i was watching <laughs> myself Lord. i was watching myself on um a podcast episode that i did and connect i was connecting poly we keep plugging um mike's thing and i was just like yeah no i i love if i didn't know this person i would want her to be my friend do you understand what i'm saying mm. And I did initially feel weird saying that, but then I then thought to myself, when we are like, I, I actually think, and that was actually a sign to me that I am occupying more and more the space of my essence. Once again, that sounds very whatever, but that's not my point. I think, you know, the reason why you appreciate art or poetry or, you know, flowers or whatever is because. It's just something about, you know, it's a reminder of, you know, God's creations, you know, the in, infinite beauty and all of that. So we are all representations of that, you yeah. know, who we are and how we're pulled together and, you know, how we move and our thoughts and ideas and concepts and all of that. Um, if we allow ourselves to truly shine through, um, and expose our essence. I think it, it is pretty amazing, you know, to behold, you know, and it's, it, and I think that's why it's important for others to really just allow for their true essence to shine through as well. And I'm not saying that I'm doing a great job at it or perfect, but I think I'm starting to get a glimpse for who I am and maybe who I'm becoming. I don't know what it is, but I fucking love it. It is. <laughs> So do I. It's amazing. So do I. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know if I believe it, but <laughs> but I appreciate it. Why wouldn't it. you believe it? See, is this your um, upper, upper limit? Um, no, I think I do kind of believe it. Um, <laughs> because it's undeniable. Can I say? Um, <laughs> but yeah. So mercy. So yeah. So that brings us to. The conclusion, yeah, of this um, episode. I hope you enjoyed it. 
I did. It was really good. I think I'm, I'm actually I was talking to the audience. Oh, you gotta face the audience when you say that. Oh, well, you <laughs> so know we I'm still thinking from... podcast. Oh, okay, gotcha. So now we've got to move to. Well, thank you guys for joining us today on another episode of Sundays Today, where we encourage you to live your life like it's a fucking vacation. Signing out, it's Paula Dina. Um, follow us, like us, share um, this episode with your friends. I'm, and, I'm, and, and Mac Audina. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. here. Mac Audina. I, I, I know, you are shining bright like that. Like, like, yeah. But, um, so follow Mac at Mac Audina. Oh, no, just follow Sundays Today. Oh, yeah. You know I changed my